we had a connection before we were ever connected in ministry together. Amen. When I met Pastor Joe, talking to him after, I just fell in love with him. And I thank God for his ministry. I thank God for, I want to say, I want to thank God for his history in the, in the kingdom of God. Now, this history is a blessing to my future. Amen. He's worked in so many capacities in ministry. And I just love his wisdom. Amen. I love his sincerity. Amen. And uh, I just thank God that God connected them to Kingdom Vision Church. So he's not being invited. He's not being uh, introduced as a guest speaker. He, he's a member up in here, up in here. Will y'all put your hands to help me to welcome? Amen. All the way from Lexington, South Carolina. Pastor Joe Phillips! Thank you. 
let me share with you that word now, Jabez, was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that you would bless me, and that you would keep from evil, so that I would be free from pain. And here's a wonderful word, and God granted his request. God granted his request. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and appreciate this opportunity to share the word again. We pray, Lord God, that you speak to our hearts, speak to our hearts, speak to our minds, Lord God, speak to our feet, and help us, Lord God, to engage in the word that we hear today. We pray, Lord God, that this word which is sweeter than honey. We pray that this word, Lord God, which is more powerful than anything, Lord God, will find a lodging place in our hearts, a resting place, Lord, in our lives. Help us to take action steps for what we hear today, Lord God, and may it change our life for the better, we pray, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Build our faith, Lord God, as we study and examine the truth of your word. In Jesus' name, we pray, thank you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I wonder this morning, what would happen if God chose to honor and answer your prayer request? What would the world look like if your prayer request were granted? Is what we're looking at and experiencing today the result of our prayer life? Now I know that's a loaded question, and for most parts it's rhetorical, for how difficult it would be for God to answer each one of our individual requests verbatim. There will be so many minor nuances. But what about the compilation and the amalgamation of our prayers? What should we be seeing because of our corporate prayer life? What's going on because of our prayer agreement? What's going on because we saw early on Sunday morning and we saw on Wednesday afternoon and Wednesday night and Friday morning? What's going on because of our corporate prayer life? How has the world been impacted by the prayer life Kingdom Vision Church. Amen? The Bible says uh, in the upper room, they were all of one accord. And, and what should the unity of our prayers cause and create around us? We know this is Pentecost Sunday. So as they were up in the upper room, the Lord came to in a powerful way and sent down the Holy Spirit in a way that they never saw before. It was the first time the Holy Spirit came down in this fashion and they hit that thing. Boom! One place. Pod! Amen. And all of a sudden they saw fire <laughs> and uh, they saw power and they began to speak in tongues. And God moved mightily in the midst and the Holy Spirit began to branch out from there and cover up the entire earth. So yeah. we thank God for the fact that they remained in that upper room and prayed until God sent the answer. And I wonder what would happen in Kingdom Vision if we prayed when God sent the answer. Mm -hmm. What's going on because of your praying or not praying? In verse 10, we have one of the greatest passages of the Bible. It says, God answered his request. God answered his request. And I believe God is still answering our prayers today. He's still in the prayer hearing, prayer answering business, and that's good news. Amen? 
I'm glad he doesn't answer perfectly every prayer. But if he did, most of us wouldn't be here today because of the selfishness of our prayers. If he answered all my prayers, there would be a whole lot of dead folks around here. Amen. Don't believe me, ask David. David would have taken out a whole lot of folks. <laughs> if God had answered his prayer. And so I'm glad he doesn't answer perfectly every prayer because most of us, hallelujah, would find ourselves in a jam and in a pickle because of the selfishness of our request. It would have destroyed our world by now. Our prayer request must be according to his will. First John 5, 14, he says that and we can have a confidence, confidence, and, and, and I, I love that word. We can be assured, we can be positive that God will hear our prayer and that God will grant us our request if it's according to his well. will. Now that's key. It was according to his will. I know the Bible says pray, but that does not say that you're going to get everything that you pray for. Whenever you get the notes, but we do it, we do it, we do it, come down from the Lord in the grave. <laughs> so we can compare from this that Jabez will press where the will of God. They can go on to what it is God wanted from him at that time. Buried in the book of 1 Chronicles is a spiritual gem, a nugget we can easily overlook because this inclusion is found among the list of names called the genealogy. The first nine chapters of Chronicles is a yawner. Long list of so and so with the father of so and so and so and so began so and so. Some of you have tried to read it, most of us ain't been in the scriptures. It seems to go on forever and ever. Most of the names that we find in this text are, 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 are both 
but also for generations. We see in the book of Genesis chapter 9 that God lays out the, the generations of, 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 of his people. And we see that God's concerned about nations, he's concerned about Israel. He chose them out of all the other people uh, in, in the world to be his special people. But then this text goes out to show us not only God is concerned about the nations, God is concerned about us in the religion. Say God is concerned about me. God is concerned about me. Amen. Mm -hmm. I had a few of them, and oh, that was a big. 
bed and those stuff. So I can't imagine how painful and a, 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 a tough labor and a tough time delivering a child is concerned. Some babies come in to the hospital one hour, they deliver. Some 17 hours, 18 hours, 19 hours, amen. They're still Somebody told him what God 
to do. Somebody told him how God could change his life. Somebody told him how God can overcome all the obstacles and, and all the difficulties and all the trials and all the temptations that he had. Somebody told him about the Lord. And I love the fact that some of you are out there witnessing. Some of you are out there sharing the story. Some of you are out there, hallelujah, sharing the word of God. And the Bible says he didn't put a soul to what? Wise. Are you wise? Yeah. Somebody told him that prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Amen? That's the valuable lesson. He says, your past, number one, does not have to determine your present. Your past does not have to determine your present. Amen. Your environment doesn't have to impact your present. Your environment does not have to make your life. I grew up in projects. What project? Amen. There's only one way to get into our projects. My car. There was a little walkway at the top. And the street was about, I would say, 15 feet up high. And we were down in this little gully.
they, the, the police thought we were drug dealers because we dressed so well. And they used to always pull us over and check us out to see if we had any drugs on us. But I didn't do no drugs. <laughs> Amen. I didn't do no drugs. And so I had to, when I started preaching, I had to go to my pastor and tell the pastor, they're pulling me over all the time because they think I got drugs on me just because I dressed well. My pastor was a big man in town, so he called me a lieutenant in our church. He called the lieutenant and says, I want your boys to leave Joe and Six alone. <laughs> that was my best friend's day. And, 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 and they didn't bother us no more. <laughs> but they swore they were going to get us, and they said, the next time we get you, we're going to plan it on you. So we came up in a world that was different, no different than today. You come up to the same things today. Uh, you have all the same kind of madness. I came up in New York City, amen, where you go down to 42nd Street, and they have bad news stuff down there all around the place. Prostitutes everywhere. I don't know, some of you don't know about walking down the street, all right, and seeing these women in pain. Two, three, four hundred prostitutes just walking the streets, walking before you, and, and they would all wear church coats, and they would all flash you and say, you want some of this? It was bad news at that time. And because of all the things that were around us, life created a whole lot of pain. Amen? But praise God, Satan meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. There's always more than one way to skin a cat in old protest. Always two ways to address and to look at a story. So the first thing we learn about Jabez is not, amen, the meaning of his name. That's not what God was concerned about, that pain was his name. But what moved God, hallelujah, what moved God was the fact that he was more honorable than his brothers. He was more honorable than his brothers. This word, amen, tips the scales. It's an indicator that he went above and beyond his brothers. Maybe his name made him work harder and smarter. We all know about sibling rivalry, the com competition between the large families. I don't know where he was as far as birth order was concerned. Amen. I can't be certain, but it does not look like he was a number one son. But what we do know is what he did stood out and made him honorable. What a powerful designation. What a powerful term. When somebody says about you that you are honorable. Amen? A whole lot of us wouldn't get moved by that. But that's something powerful to live an honorable life. And the Bible says he was more deserving of honor. The term honor means meritorious, deserving of merit, high public esteem, fame, and glory. It speaks of integrity in one's belief and actions. Amen? And actions are very, very, very important. People judge you by your actions, not your intentions. You may have a heart of gold, but also so does a hard-boiled egg. A thousand words will not leave so lasting an impression as one good deed. Action is the natural fruit of direction. Make your good intentions. Amen? Always followed by appropriate action. Good intentions don't line enough. There must be some action. Hallelujah. And now, if you don't do it, you don't really believe it. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. Amen. Prayer should never be an excuse for inaction. All right, I prayed well. I done done enough now. 
No, 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 no. Sometimes I believe that the Lord speaks to us like he did Moses when he said, quit praying and get the people moving forward. March! And sometimes the way God moves is the way he gets people in the church is to get folk out of the church. I don't know. Y'all hear me. Y'all hear me. The way God gets folk into the church is he gets folks out of the church. We got to get off of our spiritual dust. Hallelujah. And we need to go out and share our faith with others if we want to see things in our church and in our world change. Amen. Most prayers are going to be answered when you test action to them. When you put some feet on your prayer. Some people spend their whole time searching for what's right, but they can't seem to find any time to practice it. Remember, too, that knowing what is right to do and not doing it is sin. Amen. That's what James 4, 17 says. Your life story is not written with a pen, but with your actions. Do nothing, amen. To do nothing is the way to be nothing. Let me say that one more time. To do nothing, amen, is the way to be nothing. There is no idleness without a thousand troubles. The devil's number one tool is not an active sinner, but an inactive Christian. Amen. The devil tempts some, but an idle man, he tempts powerfully. Be sure to keep busy doing what is right, so the devil may always find you occupied doing something of value. Amen? Action subdues fear. When we challenge our fears, we master them. When we wrestle with our problems, they lose their grip on us. When we dare to confront the things that scare us, we open the door to our liberty. Hallelujah? Momentum just doesn't happen. The common conception is that motivation leads to action, but the reserve is true. Action precedes motivation. Amen? Amen. Don't wait to be motivated. Take the bull by the horns until you have it screaming for mercy. Laziness is a load. Nothing is more exhausting than someone searching for easy ways to make a living. Laziness keeps on and on, but sooner enough it arrives in poverty. We are weakest when we try to get something for nothing. Hard work brings prosperity. Playing around brings poverty. Amen? A man of words and not deeds is like a flower bed full of weeds. A man of words and not deeds is like a flower bed full of weeds. Don't let weeds grow around your dreams. To only dream of the person you would like to be is the wasted person you are. Some men dream of great accomplishments, while others stay awake, amen, and do them. Harry Ford once commented, once commented, you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. <laughs> you can't build a reputation on what you're going to do. Shut out on this. It's a rust that attaches itself to the most brilliant of metals. We need to be like a cross between a carrier pigeon and a woodpecker. He not only carries the message, but he knocks on the door as well. He was honorable, but the Bible says that he was more honorable. Amen? Amen. He was at the top of the list of credit to his family. He was more than just paying. He just didn't do the minimum. He just didn't get by by just doing enough to reach the top. He went overboard. He went beyond. Amen. Some of us are so far on God about getting on board that we never go <laughs> overboard. Hallelujah. He was more responsible and dependable, more committed, 
more trustworthy, more devoted. I don't think, amen, things that were that easy for him. But he chose to excel. He chose not to let his name hold him back. He made good use of what was available to him because true honor is not the result of what someone has, but it's the character of the one who has it. Amen? Some of you have done some things that you're ashamed of. Some of you have done some things in your life that you wouldn't want nobody to know about. Some things you have done that are in your spiritual closet, amen, that you don't want the door open on. There's some things that I would never want to tell you about my life when I did, amen. That's just like most of us are like that. we got some things that we don't want to reveal. But I'm here to share with you. Don't let those things keep you from being who God wants you to be. Hallelujah. Because your past, hallelujah, does not have to impact and affect your present, your yes. future. Amen. He eked out of a difficult situation, a life that brought honor. The right can be recognized for his prayer life. I know I'm reading into the story, and I don't have many facts, but we do have, or what we do have says a lot about Jabez, who excelled above his brethren. Now, I know a lot of us come from families, and we're not involved in a family feud. Amen. When she does, we should always be there to support our family, to encourage our family, to be a light for our family. Our door, amen, of our house should always be a place where we can go to find comfort and get away from the rat race and get away from the pain and get away from those who call us all kinds of names. Our house should be a place where we love to go, a place of safety and surety, a place of protection, amen. But in a lot of our houses, we get worse treatment there than we do outside, amen. That's why gangs get over so well, because you don't have nothing at home, so you go join the gang. And that always brings you pain, amen. God would have all of his children, all right, to desire and, and, and to be the best that they can be. That's an attitude. An attitude determines altitude. It's how high we climb. His mother named him, all right, his mother named him there. There's no indication of his father being in the picture at the naming of her son. And that's still unusual because daddy's name was always here. If you look at most of the texts of it, who got begotten, got begotten, got begotten. Most of it is, is men and, and, and brothers. He's not talking about the women. A amen. So it appears that daddy was not in the story. So don't let it be said that I was held back in life, a amen, because I didn't have a daddy. 80% of prisoners, amen, black young men in, this, in, 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 in prisons say they had no father growing up. And this caused them to end up in prison. Well, amen, you, there might be some merit to that in some cases, but for the most part, even if your daddy wasn't there, that don't mean that God was not there. Mm -hmm. Amen? Now, my father was always in the picture. I'm glad my father was there. My father was not saved. Right? He, he was not saved. My father got saved under my ministry. Amen. Later on in life, he gave his life to the Lord one day when he came to hear me preach the word of God. And, and, and I'm glad about that. So my father didn't give me a lot of advice. I came up in a generation where fathers were quiet. They went to work, and they brought home the baby. Amen. And I was about to extend it. The only time I went to my father is when I had a question about man stuff. Amen. That I didn't want to ask my mother. <laughs> and and, and then, I, then I would go to my father. And the advice he gave me sometimes was not the greatest advice in all the world. Amen. Daddy wanted me to be out there, so daddy gave me tools, amen. Daddy came one time, gave me a condom, and said, here, use this, because I don't want you to bring those babies in the house. I want you to learn how to say 
So, so my father was a good man. My father was uh, one of the best men of his family. He did more for his family than anybody else, for his mother, for uh, my aunts. Uh, my father was always there. I had one uncle in North Carolina, and my other uncle lived in Yonkers, but I never saw him, uh, except for around Thanksgiving and Christmas. And every now and then, he'd take us to a movie, thinking he had done something, because he wanted us to see some movie like Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> So my father was always the one who was there for the family. He, even though he wasn't saved, he still supported the family. He supported us. He was there for us. And I saw him every day. I saw him get up early in the morning and work for work because he didn't have a car. I saw him come home from work. And then he worked in a foundry. And he worked made him dirty. And he came home all right, filled with dirt all around him. He came home. He had no dirty clothes. And he had to watch. Every day I saw him come in like that. So finally, as he got older, he couldn't do that work anymore, and they put him on a forklift truck. And so he drove a forklift all, all around the place. But praise God, every summer I had a job, because my daddy worked at Otis Elevator. And so every summer when I was at school, uh, when I was of age to work, my father always was able to get me a job. So I praise God for my daddy, even though he was not saved, amen? But he was there. Fathers, we need to be there. We need to be there. And don't make that excuse, but she don't want me to be in my child's life. Nah. If you're right, okay, you do the right things, and your wife, your nosy, she'll want you to be around your son because she'll want you to impress your son. She'll want you to leave some nuggets in your son's life. And then you... Yes. Let me get on with this and finish. I said I was going to be out of here quick. Yeah, D.L. Hughes. Who you 
You can begin to shun the labels of your past. You don't have to wallow in the legacy of someone else's pain. You don't have to be what someone says you are. Live the life God ordained for you, not what someone else says. It's not what they call you, but it's what you answer to. It's not what they call you, but it's what you answer to. What do you answer to? Amen? Amen. 
righteousness, a living sacrifice, that I might glorify you in my body. And this I do in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for this prayer, and I trust many, Lord God, would have heard his words, and that they also may recognize the importance, Lord God, of being who you called them to be, of turning their pain into gain. I thank you for the privilege, Lord God, of sharing your faith this morning. And I ask, Lord God, that you move people out of here to do the work of Jesus that will make them better, that will make them honorable, because that is the key. And I give you praise for all this.